We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Like that, one? <laughs> that was good. That's uh, that's Tyler Siski. I'm Neil McCrady, with you here on this uh, Monday, January the 23rd. Hope you had a uh, hope you had a great weekend, dude. It doesn't get any better. I mean, I, Cherry Limeade's starting to get up there with me on uh, on Red Dragon. Oh, Cherry Limeade is is uh, <sighs> golly, Cherry Limeade's great. Oh, so good. Brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. Speaking of cherry lime, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Uh, you can also check us out on social media. Speaking of, uh, it's all there on the screen at McCrady Siski on uh, Twitter, McCrady and Siski on Instagram and can't even read that. McCrady, McCrady and Siski podcast on TikTok. We'll talk about it in a minute, but the uh, Eagles fans found us on TikTok this week. I bet weekend. they did. <laughs> I bet they did. Shout out to my Eagles fans that are listening today. Well, you want to just dive into it? Or what? Yeah, let's let's jump into that. We'll, we'll let's start Eagles since you brought them up. Yeah. So they uh, they they kicked the Giants' ass, thirty-eight to seven. I'll be honest, this game. By the middle of the second quarter, I was bored and was gone. I literally turned – somebody was asking me about, like, I ended up watching UFC. I mean, I had it on because I got the four TVs, but I turned the volume off and went straight UFC about whatever, not even at halftime. It was uh, – yeah, I didn't see a single kick. snap in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it was on, but I didn't know what was happening. But let me tell you who did, did watch was my man Cole clipped it and put it on uh, TikTok. Me talking shit about the Giants going win the game outright. Yeah. Let's don't. I mean, how toxic can social media be? Hey, I went six and two this weekend. 
And one of my one of my two losses was that game. Mm-hmm. The the point spread. I actually hit the under because I literally said all dogs, all unders. Okay, that's eight bets. Okay, all the unders hit. They were four and zero this weekend, and it two and two in the spread. So I was six and two overall. These guys suck. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm talking about. They came. Eagles fans came out of the woodworks. Were quiet. They were just. In the grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to say anything. No, because it would, had, it go, had it gone the other bit. way, they wouldn't have said, oh, you know, you were right. You, they were legitimately right. worried a little bit. But let me tell you something. They came out in full vengeance. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about there was they, – they're just you know, on TikTok just killing my ass on TikTok. So, congratulations. Welcome to the show. Um, Yeah. Damn. I'm not a trash talk guy at all. Any. Well, it's revisionist history track talk, or trash talk. Nobody I, wants to talk shit beforehand. But you can't be wrong. Hey, don't win on four units over the weekend. Just lose the wrong game. Right. I give you credit, though. You you engage people on social media and, like, on message boards and stuff. It's fun. I, I'm, it, I, I can't call it a New Year's resolution because it happened two weeks before New Year's. 11 days. <laughs> 11 to 12 days, if you're being specific. I said, I'm not doing that anymore. And I, I, and I really haven't. And God almighty, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I just I don't engage. I, I will say this: post and get out. Since social media has been around, was yep. like right in the middle of my career, so I'm kind of used to it at this point in time. Yeah. I've been getting killed for a long time. Yeah, I know you have. So I don't even. It it legitly. But you like you you playfully fight back and stuff. I'm just like, ah, it's not worth. Well, it. when they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, I mean, you can't just <laughs> let them just keep talking we're about just, shit they have no idea what they're talking about. Too. We're we're not even. What are we? Two minutes in? Yeah. This no, one, we're, we've made it. And this one might get flagged for numerous things by well, the end of the you day. You better so. watch this show right now because there's a really good <laughs> chance if you're not watching live, this will not be, after we get to the end of the show, this will not be You know, prior to December the 20th, I might have burned it <laughs> into the ground. But now I'm like, nah, I'm probably good. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty tame. <laughs> uh, there's a 0% chance this is on there at the end of the day. All right, but no, the... Uh, Look, it wasn't even a game. First of all, some kudos to, to Jalen Hurts because a lot of people, a lot of people, are like, man, I don't know, you know, I don't know whether Hurts can win the big game. Can Hurts do that? Hurts did it. He was he was fantastic. Now the whole team was. It wasn't just him, but he was terrific from the very oh. get go. He played at a level where you you knew the Giants they weren't going to win that game. They just where I and I'll tell you why I picked what I picked. The reason I went the other way was because really, you know, when he got hurt. As a team, they started to get into a funk a little bit. And then when he came back and he played like the one week he comes back, he wasn't – it was different. You know, and I was like, okay, this is a different team. With the Giants being hot, I thought they had a legit chance to win. I was wrong, but that wasn't even – that wasn't even a game. I always do this ex- – if you're the exit interview for the New York Giants today. Yep. It's generally positive, right? You're generally pleased with where you are. I mean, I get one game and everybody's emotional. How are you not happy? You probably got the NFL coach of the year. Um, Daniel Jones played above his head. You got more out of him than you thought you were going to get. You got more out of than you thought you were going to get out of uh, – Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau gave you a really good Saquon. rookie year. Yeah. And look, they got, they got a, a, a base of players that if they can add to them, because like we talked about last week, they have no receivers. They have none. They got to go get some guys to help Daniel Jones yeah. and Saquon on offense. You saw that on on Saturday. You saw it on Saturday, and and you get some guys to go out there and help you a little bit. They're not they're not far away, so I like what I like where they're heading. 
All right, the other Saturday game was far more competitive and, and interesting because Patrick Mahomes got hurt early, and Chad Henney orchestrated the drive of the game for Kansas City. He did. Uh, Chiefs win 27-20. to If you had Jags and the points, they uh, kicked the field goal late. to little to, backdoor McCready action. To cover for you. Um, again, we'll start with the Jags, and we'll go to the Chiefs. Yep. If you're Jacksonville – uh, today you're just thrilled. You're just man. You're, you 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 love everything about where your team is. You found your. There's no doubt about it. you have a quarterback. You have a franchise quarterback. You've got weapons for him. You've got a lot of draft capital. Uh, you've got a coach who is who uh, the players have bought in. If you're Jacksonville, you're like, eh, would have loved to have won. Would have loved to have extended this another week. See what happens. But you're thrilled. Yeah. You're thrilled now. You got to go address some things in all season. You know, you got of course. Evan Ingram on a one year deal. You know, you're going to have to. If I'm the Jaguars, they have gone really, just to be completely honest, they've gone a long time without investing in this team. Yeah. Okay. It's time. If you really want to, I mean, you've been small market for a long time. It's time to invest in this team because you have actually finally have the pieces. I mean, this has been what? Uh, twenty year, twenty five year deal. They made that run with Mark Brunel. Well, I was gonna say it might be the first time since Brunel they've truly had a quarterback. <clears throat> right. You and got, now you have a quarterback. And you got to go invest and and give him some help. You got to take Ingram. You know, redo Ingram off mm-hmm. the one year deal. And yeah, the thing I I've never really understood is when you look at all the Florida teams, you look at you know the Titans, you look at the teams in Texas. Who doesn't want to play with a a good young quarterback that has no state taxes? I mean, I know, dude. You got a free agency wise. You gotta, you gotta pay up a little bit. Well, I would think they will. And so they, it's time for them. That would be my off season for the Jags. Is let's invest, and you know, you got to bring back Evan Ingram. He had a, you know, contract year on a one year deal. When he hit it, he hit it right. Right. Because he's gonna get paid now. Yeah. Somebody is. Somebody's paying him. Um. You know, I think probably saw what you can do with him when you have a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, he had, Daniel, you know, the back end of Eli and the front end of Daniel Jones, so he had some, you know, didn't have a lot of help. Yeah, and the and the back end of Eli, really the front end of Daniel Jones, too, the Giants were abysmal up front. Yep. So, so, so I think uh, he's going to get paid. But there was, uh, I mean, it's definitely positive. You can't look neg- negatively uh, what's going on with that. And then let's talk about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Chiefs. How concerned, if you're Kansas City, are you about Mahomes' ankle? I know that today Andy Reid said all the things you would expect him to say, which is, hey, I don't know. We don't practice till Wednesday. I don't know whether he can play or whether he can practice. I think he could play without practicing. It, It's a high ankle sprain. It was bad. You saw that. I mean, he, Oh, it's bad. He gritted through it. I'm sure that it was shot up. I'm sure when the, I'm sure when the shot wore off, there was a lot of pain. Um, the odds of him being himself on Sunday are pretty slim. We're slim not getting enough. into the game just yet, but yeah. if you're Kansas City, how much does that concern you? Well, it's a concern. You know, when the injury happened, which I want to talk about that in a minute, but it's a high ankle sprain. You know, my whole deal was is I've seen that one before, and it was either one it was a high ankle, it was a broken fibula, yeah, one or the other. Um, obviously the way he went off, 
when they started, that's why they needed to go in and check because you can't be out there on a broken bone with the arteries and nicking, you know, stuff. So they needed to go check that. So good for the uh, trainer standing his ground. I mean, that's probably not a um, – he was the most unpopular human being in, in Kansas City, Missouri at that point in time. when he. But was, he did his job. He did his job, and he did it to protect the kid. Or he's not a kid anymore, to protect the man. and Because um, Mahomes, Mahomes had the adrenaline coursing through his veins, and he wanted to go play. And he's like, hey, look, it's this is my job my responsibility and I'm, I'm here to look out for you the franchise you make a lot of money we got to do this right and they did and and obviously they did a quick x-ray came back clean yeah and they got him back out on the field but he was look he he probably got some johnny feel good little tape and tore it all cures aids um <laughs> this episode brought to you by the biden administration um it does man it's it's magic medicine i can't describe it to you it's magic um he got shot up. He probably – and when you first have – I've had a high ankle sprain. And at first, is it's it's weird. It's a little bit more painful than a low – you know, everybody that just rolls your ankle. And you feel okay – not okay. You, you hurt, but it's it's tolerable right after it happens. It's yesterday and today and tomorrow. I mean, dude, high ankle sprains are like – I mean, look at now you have to have surgeries for them. They're doing the tightrope deal. They take weeks. I mean, it takes weeks. And you look at Mac Jones. Um, Mac Jones has had it. Jalen Hurts has had it. A lot of players, they miss weeks. Now, look, I will say this. Patrick Mahomes gained a, gained a lot of respect with me on, on Saturday. That's tough, man. Oh, he's tough as nails. A lot he's, of, a, he's a great player. A lot of quarterbacks would have checked out on that. No, one. not him. And he, Not him. He, he he competes. And I I was really impressed. But look, he's not going to practice this week. I'd be shocked. Now, well, no, and if when the media you, goes out there, I, you can go get ready for this. Now, media is going to go out there in their little media periods. He'll be out there, you know, doing what he's doing. Um, but they got to no get they, they, they got to get Henny ready. Oh, he's going to get reps. He'll get. Mo- he'll probably get all the reps this week. He's, but, look, you talk about a a a luxury. To have that kind of a backup quarterback, he did it for one drive. He did, but, but go game plan for him. And but he's because the game plan was different. My point is that he's done it before. He's not a guy that's pissed off that he's not playing. He understands yeah. his role. He's a pro, and he answered the bell. That he was did. a big time answer of the bell. He did. I'm not sure they win the game if he can't make that drive happen. Oh, uh, because <laughs> Jacksonville was right there. Spencer said. Lamar would have played through it. <laughs> All right. Well, there's, but hey, there's the difference between one franchise that has given the quarterback everything and one franchise that hasn't. Dude, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you that's the way it works. I would be shocked if he didn't try to play and didn't play. Not going to try. Oh, no, he's going to play. Gonna play. Where it's going to hurt him a it's, ton it's, can he, he, he's, is mobility in the pocket. He's thrown more passes out of the pocket than uh, is, is, I saw the stat earlier today. He just buys so much time. Well, I don't know how much time he can buy now. and Against a good front. Against a good front. That, and, and a good scheme yep. that has had success against him in the past. To be honest with you, it may end up helping him a little bit because what Cincinnati's done and, and really what kind of the mode of success is to beat Kansas City or slow them down, especially in the red zone, is if you force Kansas City to kick a field goal, it's just it's, it's just like a punting. It's just like them punting. If you can hold them to three, you just got to keep them out of the end zone. Right. You know, where they've been beat is where they've been 
slowed down in the red zone. And people are dropping eight on them in the red zone and using the, the back line as an extra defender. Um, but him having to sit in the pocket, he'll have time to look at the zone, you know, and find the, you know, zones what what hurts those guys. And when he try, when he finds Kelsey's when he buys time and Kelsey gets, you know, starts finding an open zone. But yeah, the 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 mental battle between he and the Bengals defensive coordinator will be fun to watch. It'll be interesting. But speaking of the Bengals go to hey, Buffalo. Before we move yeah, on, yeah. I want to talk about this real quick. Okay. Do you know why that he got hurt by the way? I don't. They can I'll be I wish they would interview this kid on this. They probably won't. He fell off of him because he didn't want we're talking about this rough in the passer, right? He hit him from behind and he basically hit him and let go of him falling off of him so he wouldn't put his body weight on him. Instead, his body weight went to the legs, and he that's how he rolled him up. If he would have just a normal hit running through him, Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be hurt today. Probably right. And that's what these rules, man, again, can't see the forest for the trees, but the entire reason that he he literally hits him and falls off and lands on, you know, gets his leg trapped underneath, if he just runs through him like normal human beings do, he doesn't he doesn't do that. So him trying to avoid a rough in the passer call is why Patrick Mahomes is hurt today. The uh, Chiefs will play the Bengals on uh, Sunday evening in Kansas City. The Bengals go to Buffalo win 27 to 10. And you write this down and you're exactly right. You can talk a lot, of, and we will, about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and yep. Joe, Joe Mixon and Samaj Pirine and Hayden Hurst and all the Tyler Boyd. They got a bunch of weapons. They got dudes. But they won that game at the line of scrimmage on both ends. They dominated the line ass. of scrimmage. Beat that ass. And, and as a guy that watches a whole lot of Cincinnati, I got to be honest, I didn't see that coming, especially on the <laughs> offensive side. I didn't see it coming. Now, if you told me that Cincinnati's defense dominated Buffalo's offensive line, I'd be like, okay, I can okay, see that. Yeah. But if you had come out and told me that, hey, they're just going to line up and run for about 170-some-odd yards, Mixon's going to get 105, Samaj Purine's going to get 50-something. I'd have said, I don't know. No, nah, they hadn't been doing that. Yeah, and they, they, they just lined up and gashed them. And they had, some, they had some blocking schemes. And I'll tell you one thing I noticed quickly. The last few weeks, including in the game against Buffalo, which didn't go but a half a period, they were pretty vanilla. Like, they rolled the dice last week against Baltimore and said, it might not be pretty, and it might be closer than we want it to be, but I think we can leave some stuff back in the locker room and get through it and have some things that people aren't prepared for. They had some blocking schemes on uh, Sunday that Buffalo did not apparently anticipate. Well, they were running a lot of, uh, of read counter. Okay, and Joe Burrow hasn't shown a whole lot of read schemes in the running game. And he was, you know, he tried to be basically a threat to run the ball. He pulled it, I think, once, maybe twice all game. He pulled it once where if he had handed it to Mixon, it was a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was that's the that was in the red zone? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. But um, the other thing that probably helped a little bit were the conditions. That played right into the favor of the Bengals. And when it's snow on the ground, the offense has, or wet, real wet, offense has the advantage because you know where you're going as opposed to the defense. And then you start putting read schemes on it. And when you have to start and restart, I mean, it's just a half a step. 
But those offensive linemen needed it. You know, they needed that extra half a step on the counters. Well, you know, just they were getting clean through. There was no, um, there was no penetration at all on the downs like the the uh, shades or threes. There was no penetration. They were stoning them up front, and they were getting the pullers to clean up to the second level. And when you're doing that in the NFL, man, they don't need much space. That's what I was going to say is, you know, yeah, there are some protection issues for young offensive linemen, guys that haven't played a lot. But usually if you make the NFL as an offensive lineman, not always, but usually you're a big physical dude. You can still run block. And so that's what they did. They ran block. Uh, Jackson Carmen at, at tackle, I thought he was terrific. I mean, he kind of dominated the game. I can't believe I just said that. I, mean, I can't either, <laughs> but he did. Uh, I mean, Burrow never got pressured from that side. No. And then when he did get pressure, he did a really good job of stepping up in the pocket. Um, the other thing that helped them a lot on Saturday, I'll be interested to see how Kansas City decides to play it, is Buffalo was so beat up in the back end, and we talked about that on Thursday. They played on top of everything. And I cannot tell you how many – I mean, how many balls were thrown underneath to check downs or or – uh, you know, tight ends were check releasing in the flats or whatever it was. And they had free reign, you know, getting eight, 10 yard chunk plays. He had all sorts of time. I mean, I mean he would just look downfield, get everybody back, check it off. Look everybody downfield, check it off. Look downfield, check it off. And it just, I think it was like I looked at the clock. I want to say every offensive play, almost the whole first quarter, there was one play in the first quarter that didn't go for, uh, that went for less than four yards. I think that's right. They, they did one. not have a single three and out the entire game. They had the one possession at the end of the half that ran out of time, and they had the kneel downs at the end, and they had a couple of punts. They were really efficient. They were, man. I mean. That was right. as good as they've looked. That's as good as they've looked. In All two, year. In two years. Yeah. All right, let's, let's talk about Buffalo. Yep. If you're Buffalo and today when you're – you're finally sitting down. It's a front office. It probably does happen at some point today. A little fresh. Yep. You got some soul searching to do. You're still in your window. You've still got an elite quarterback. You've got to address the situation with Stefan Diggs. He's gone. You got to figure it out. Uh, you've got to address your offensive line. They didn't address it in the offseason. If you follow the Bills, and I did follow them a lot this year, if you follow the Bills, that's been a storyline among people who cover them is, well, so far they've gotten away with it. So far they've gotten away with it, and I've seen where a couple of the guys who cover the Bills were like, there it was. It was a concern. Your weaknesses pop up in the playoffs. They just yep. do every time. You can, you can avoid them kind of all year, and at some point in the playoffs, whatever your Achilles is, it pops up, and you either get through it or it gets you down. And with Buffalo protecting Allen, him having to play hero ball or feeling like he had to play hero ball was was something that that insiders wondered about. And then obviously on the back end, once they lost Von Miller, their ability to rush the passer uh, was decimated. Yeah. And look, they lost bodies on the back end over the course of the last few weeks. Yeah, this wasn't just one guy. And And by the end of that game, they're out there with – Basically, lost two on one play. They're basically playing a fourth team guy in a playoff game, and Burrow knew it and picked on it. Yeah, and um, you know they look at it 
today, Buffalo, I think, Tyler, they look at it and say, well, the Jets aren't getting any worse. No. Dolphins aren't getting any worse, probably. The the rest of the league, I mean, you saw what Cincinnati looks like. You still know what Kansas City is. The Chargers still loom. We just talked about Jacksonville as this up-and-coming uh, team. The The path to the Super Bowl won't get any easier next season. Buffalo's got some... They, I was it, just looking at their cap space. They, they've got They've got some issues in front of them the digs thing they'll digs will probably get shipped off i imagine because of cap space um well and he didn't make any friends yesterday he's an emotional player i think once they it looked it i think it looked a lot worse than it actually is from a situational standpoint but yeah i agree with you um but he's an emotional player um they got to deal with some cap space they got they have to get it get some help on the defensive side of the ball um, particularly up front as a pass rusher. I think, you know, even Von Miller coming back, he's not getting any younger. Right. Um, they have to get a pass rush guy. They have to get help on the back end. Um, and then they need to get, I think, they, you know, offensive line up front. But you, anytime you got Josh Allen, you know, I listened to y'all's show this morning. I disagree a little bit with Chase. Look, I, I still think he's an elite quarterback. Um, I think he is definitely in the breath with those guys. But he can't do it. He's obviously also got the least amount of weapons to do it with compared yeah. to everybody else. Yeah. Okay. And Joe Burrow, we love him to death. He's a great player. He's got some dudes. Oh, my God. Okay. So many dudes. Patrick Mahomes, he's got dudes. Yep. You know, you got Jalen Hurts in Philly. Got dudes. Yeah, for sure. You got Now you got Brock Purdy. These four teams that are playing this weekend have dudes. Okay. And San Francisco – you know, has Brandon Ayuk, which we talked about last week, is probably most underrated receiver in the league. But then you got Debo Samuel, who's a Swiss Swiss Army knife. You got Juszczyk. You got uh, Kittle. You got McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey. You got all these dudes back there. Oh, by the way, you got. Uh, they really have two Swiss Army knives. They have Debo and, and McCaffrey. And McCaffrey. And both of them can do so many different things that you. It's they're very difficult to completely prepare for. So everybody's got weapons. Josh yeah. Allen doesn't really. I mean, Stefan Diggs, okay. Who is Stefan Diggs better than that's playing this weekend? Is he better than A.J. Brown? No. Is he better than Devontae Smith? Different then, but. I mean, you're get, you see what I'm saying? What you get with Philly is the way their receiver core is put together, they complement each other so well. Yeah. It's so much of what you see with Cincinnati. You know, like for a lot of teams, T, T. Higgins T. Higgins would be a one on so many yeah. teams. You got Higgins, you got Boyd, you got Chase. Is he, where would he, he wouldn't be the one on that team. No. But he that's what I'm saying. Is some of these teams he wouldn't be the one. You know what I'm saying? Like and now he is not just the one, he's the one A there. And, you know, I, I just I don't know. I think it's he they gotta get him some help, some weapons around him. Um, and they're they're five million over the cap. So I just looked at it. So there's gonna there's gonna need to be some retooling a little bit down there. Final game, San Francisco and Dallas. This was the uh, late game Sunday. Jeez, Ooh, I know there's so much here. San Francisco wins nineteen to twelve. The uh, Niners will head to Philadelphia on Sunday. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's dive into this deal. And I mainly want to talk about Dallas because we're going to talk about San Francisco moving forward. <sighs> Dallas loses. Season ends in the divisional round again. Um, if you're in 
back in Dallas today, back in Arlington, you're or wherever it is, you're sitting in that room. At some point, there's just a lot. Unlike Jacksonville, unlike the Giants, where they're like, yeah, you know what? It's okay. Hey, we've got stuff to do. We've got work to do. But this was good. Building block. Yeah, right? Can't do that now. There's, there's, no, there's no optimism. There's no, hey, well, you know. Uh-uh. No, it, it's, hey, what's the definition of insanity? <laughs> and the problem they've got, as you pointed out, there's really nowhere they can there's there's nothing they can do about their quarterback situation and and look nothing I'm not trying to pile on Dak Prescott but I've watched football people that I respect a lot today kill and, him he's been getting killed and and they're intelligently killing him I'm not talking about Skip Bayless coming into the kitchen and lighting the <laughs> whatever I'm talking about football. You, you see those tweets with the Cowboys fans punching their TVs and stuff? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I'm talking about the the football people who break football down and say, hey, quarterbacks can't make this mistake or this mistake. Or if you just follow your reads right there, there's the play. There was so much of that. A lot of it. Where it's not about the coach. It's not about the scheme. It's about him. And look, they got hurt losing Pollard with the broken leg. He's a better back today. That was a big problem. It was a big problem. But in that moment, you needed Dak to step up, right? I mean, we just got through watching earlier in the day. It was good Dak or bad Dak, right? Well, you just got through watching earlier in the day Joe Burrow with a, 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 a makeshift offensive line, and his starting center gets rolled up in the first quarter, and, and by the, he called himself peg leg whatever by the end of the first half. I mean, Burrow's having to go, okay, hey, look, dropping back. And seven-step drop, that's not on my playbook today. I got to do things. I got to spread it around. I got to keep everybody involved. I got to keep them off balance. I've got to be on top of my game. I can't make a mistake today. Yeah. And he didn't. <laughs> no, he was good. You just watched Jalen Hurts the night before go, I'm going to put on a clinic. And he did. You just got through watching Patrick Mahomes knowing that, hey, Trevor Lawrence is coming. I If I leave this game on the plate for Trevor Lawrence, he's probably going to eat it. So I got I got I got to make plays, despite the fact that I'm limited. And he did it. Prescott gets put in that spot. And he didn't get it done. Every what's the best way to put this? You know, there's a saying in coaching <clears throat> that every interception tells its own story. And the very first first drive of the game where he throws it, and it was about to be a pick six, and the guy dropped the ball. Kind of overran it. He he cut so soon on it that he kind of overran it. That was definitely a miscommunication between the receiver, Gallup, and Dak. Dak thought he should was supposed to be coming out of it, and Gallup, I don't know what he was doing. He kind of looked like he was almost forgot the route. you know. So I don't know who that one was on. But there were two in particular that really bothered me. Um the one that went through Jimmy Ward's hands and they, um, the linebacker ended up picking it off. That is a man route. Okay. You, you know, when you have, when you're running a pass play, okay, you have answers for things just like anything. So you go, okay, we're running this play. Hey, if we get any kind of man coverage, we got CeeDee Lamb matched up with this guy. He's going to run a whip route and we're there. 
that's the only way you'll ever get to that play, get to that matchups if it's man coverage and you can run the whip route matched up on a backer or a big safety. That was straight fucking zone, man. I mean, that that's kindergarten stuff. That's straight zone. And he just throws, doesn't even see the guy. And then late in the game, on the last drive of the game, they almost picked another one off late in the game. I mean, he's throwing a he's throwing a glance with nobody holding the flat covers to the outside backer. Like you have to know coming up there, you go, this is dead because I don't have a, anything to pull this guy. Yeah, the last no, me- their last was meaningful, not the last possession that everybody's talking about with Ezekiel Elliott playing center on the it's last. Fitting. It was, but it was this possession before that when they went three and out. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he has nothing holding this guy. Nothing. He looks dead at, he looks like he's, he's not even there, like looks through him. The vision of what was occurring. But he, the, the frustrating part, and I would be frustrated if I was the Cowboys fans, the difficult part of being in that front office is you get good Dak and bad Dak. Last week against Tampa Bay, looked really good. Make some good throws, make good decisions. Boom, 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 down the field. Mm-hmm. When you look at them struggling, it's always because of inconsistent play at that position. Yeah. Now, here's the frustrating part. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'm going to apologize in advance. They, he's there, man. It's an $89 million cap hit if they get rid of him. $89 million. He ain't going anywhere. No. How about this? Do you know how much money he's making next year, by the way? I don't. I looked it up. $49 million. Now, you got an out after next season, but it's still going to cost you, like I think it's like 39 in the cap. But you got an out um, if you wanted to get out next year. But he he's not going to – He's he's there now. He they can't they can't they can't afford to move on. And you can't trade the guy. Nobody's gonna take on that salary. No. And you're in a division with an Eagles team that has one hell of a shot to get to the Super Bowl. A Giants team that's probably going to be better next season. And a commanders team that they're solid. And let me talk about this. It's not just Dak. Of course not. Here, here's where I'm at. If I'm in the, you asked what I would be doing if I was in the Cowboys front office. Okay, I can't, I can't drop that. That'd be an 89 million dollar cap hit. Can't do that. So let's don't even bring that up. You can't trade him. Nobody's gonna take on the salary. So here's your quarterback next year. To be fair to Dak, they need more help outside. Going back to what we were talking about a second ago, they got to get somebody besides C.D. Lamb. I mean, and people don't give that guy enough credit. He caught 107 balls by himself, basically. He had no help. He's getting bracketed every freaking game. Um, and they're trying they were getting extremely creative how to get him the ball. I mean, he caught, I don't know, three or four bubble screens yesterday. They're doing everything they can to get him the ball. They have to get him some help on the outside. They got rid of Amari Cooper. I have no idea why, but they did. So they got to get him help there. And then they got to address this running back situation. Um, they do have an out if they're gonna get rid they're gonna move on from Zeke. I think it'll be only a ten million, ten or eleven million dollars. Somebody can look that up, cap hit by getting rid of Zeke. And look, I, I like Zeke Elliott with the best of them, but we were talking about this today. I just don't – he hasn't he, – he 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 looked aged this year. I mean, the tires probably are starting to run a little getting, – getting a little uh, threadbare. And the concern of this is how much of it is the thre- uh, tread on the tires. He didn't really – he never he doesn't really take care of his body either. Right. You know, how much of it is that? Um but I think it's time to move on from them. You get Pollard gets hurt. I think if Pollard's healthy, which it's a, look, it's a uh, a fibula, he'll be fine. 
running backs are not they they got to kind of move on from from Zeke a little bit and move on there. But they because defensively, there's here's your concern. If I'm Dallas, here's your concern. You have a Super Bowl winning defense. Yes, I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But guess what? Parsons, his contract's going to be coming up soon. He's not going to be cheap. No. You know, you got Diggs, contract's going to be coming up soon. He's not going to be cheap. You got a lot of dudes on that team. Yeah. They're good on defense. Oh, they're really, really good. good. Those were two elite defensive teams. And I really thought if when they're playing, when Dak's on his game, that was plenty enough. Um, they're going to remember this one. Right, this we'll, was a big chance. We'll dive into it a lot on Thursday. Yeah. Give, give me your very quick, just off the cuff, early, haven't really researched it, thoughts on the two-game Sunday. Um, Bengals 49ers. I think the uh, I think with the mobility in the pocket, and Sam will talk about it, but Cincinnati's defense is extremely underrated. Yeah. Really good. They held Buffalo to 10 points. I really like. Nobody holds Buffalo to 10 points. I think both things, I think they have a better defense than Kansas City. I think the, I think Kansas City has a better offense, but not by much. Uh, there is some word out of Cincinnati that two of the uh, linemen will be back. Yeah, they, they're going. They're going to try to play. Yeah. So. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. And the Forty ers look, <laughs> Eagles fans, y'all can just come at me again. I don't care. I like Forty ers dude. I do. And I'm. See, I think Forty ers Eagles has a chance to be a phenomenal football game. Forty Nine. It's the best defense though. When you start looking at on both, when you start looking. All right, whose offense you're going to take? You're like, hey, look, you know, Eagles offense, real deal. But, you know, San Fran's good, too. Defenses aren't the same conversation. I think San Francisco has a better team. I think they can, with both on the defense, they can neutralize that a little bit. Um, the, what I was going to say was the other game, it probably will be really close. But now if you told me that one of the two games got out of hand, that's the one I'd pick. On whose side? I think Cincinnati has a chance to win the way it won yesterday. Wow. I just Kansas City's really good up front with that defensive line. You got to handle Jones, you got to <laughs> handle those those other dudes, but here's the thing. If Mahomes is limited, it just gets hard against that defense and they've always had plans for Mahomes. They've won 3 in a row against them. They're not intimidated against them and the truth is the most recent one wasn't all that competitive. Yeah. I I'm never going to count him out. I'm not counting him out, but if he's out there limping around and he can't do some of the things that he likes to be able to do, they're going to have a hard time, in my opinion. Yeah, ain't no doubt. All right, before we get to uh, some other things, I want to give you a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but when you learn to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, kind of clear negative thoughts, mentally reset a little. It's a life changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a help, better help is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online. Get matched with a the therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, 
Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine, like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. So if you're looking for a place to watch the AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game, maybe some uh, college basketball, some NBA, uh, whatever the case may be, you're in Oxford or you're in Ridgeland, stop by Walk-Ons, and please make sure you tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring McCready and Siski and also all of our MPW digital programming. Yeah, the uh, I know you didn't. We were talking about joking about it pre-show, but I know my man Cole went watching the UFC fight on uh, Saturday night. Yep. Dude. My man Teixeira was 40. 42, I think, fighting. He, he retired, but he was a championship fight. Mark Teixeira? No, not Mark Teixeira. Oh, okay. Glover. He, uh, he got his face. It was like the most. It was 200-something significant strikes. Like, it was bad. And it was like it, was, it wasn't. They just let this fight go on forever because I think they knew it was going to be his last fight. They should have stopped it. You're talking about when things should have been stopped? Yeah. He got destroyed. I'm talking about bad. See, that's the part I would not like that in person. Well, it's usually not that like that. Yeah. I've only seen seriously in recent history, I've seen like two or three fights where you're like, "What are we doing?" You know, because they get criticized that they stop it too early. Yeah, and then when they let things go on too long, I mean, it was bad, dude. That thing, his corner didn't stop it. That, that fight went five rounds, the whole deal. He gave, a, he got hit like two hundred twenty something times. I mean, Cole probably knows off the top of his head, but it was. I mean, he was just beat to a pulp. It was bad, bad business. But uh, a couple of good fights. Moreno wins the. Uh, the belt, so Omar we'll, Moreno. Yeah, no, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Brandon Moreno. Do you remember Omar Moreno? I do not. He was an outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates when in the seventies. That I mean, dude, nobody even knows who plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and you're telling me. I mean, last one I remember is Willie Stargell. He played on those teams. <laughs> Barry Bonds. It was Omar Moreno was the leadoff <laughs> man on those teams. I had no idea. Man, I he got to, me on that. I was man. I was when I was eight, nine years old. I knew all the damn lineups. <laughs> I knew all the Braves when I was a kid. But yeah, Rufino Linares. Can you name the Braves in the eight early 80s when they sucked? Is Bruce Benedict? Bruce Benedict was right. the catcher. Bruce Benedict. Uh, Who was the third baseman? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Was that Ken Obertfeld? It was. Shortstop. Rafael Ramirez. <laughs> Second baseman. Glenn Hubbard. <laughs> First baseman. If you know this one, you're good. Probably Bob Horner. No, he was third baseman in the late seventies, uh, before Ken Overfield. Is this before Chris Chambliss? Uh, yes. No, after. Okay. First base. Gerald Perry. Oh God. It's gonna say if you knew that one, you're good. Yeah, the outfield was Caldwell Washington. Yep. Dale Murphy, of yep. course. And uh, I don't even know who the right field. I don't was. even know. That was pretty good. Yeah. Cole, 232 significant strikes. How about that? Dude was just like leg kicking him to the ear all night long. It was bad. All right. Um, I have a PSA for all recruiting parents that listen. Okay. Um, it's that time of the year where attention is going to go away from the 23s and kind of move to the 24s. Yes. Aren't you excited about that? Are you <laughs> have you are, have you posted any 2029s getting offers yet? <laughs> no. no. Done some 26s. <laughs> I enjoyed those. Oh, yeah. I've always had to resist the urge to like have fun with it because I know that the coach that's offering is not going to be there when they get there. Well, and I just know that the hardcores, the hardest of hardcores, they like, hey, we were first to offer at the eighth grader. Okay, cool. He's eight. He's in the eighth grade. Yeah. I always just want to go, he's in the eighth He's grade. in the eighth grade. But no, all kidding aside, so um, do not, and if you know parents, please spread the word. If you know parents, oh, I got a camera. There you go. There we go. If you know parents who have recruiting age children, do not pay to get your kid recruited. I think that is one of the biggest cons. It's a scam. In the hit that no, like actually, USA Today did an article on this. Yep. Where they actually mentioned our company is something because we don't charge kids, we don't charge high schools nothing, mm -hmm. right? There are – I better not name the company because I'll probably get sued and I don't need that. Um, I could almost name them because I told them if they called me one more time. Carson one day at school filled out a profile because he had nothing else to do. Never seen him play. Don't mention this so we don't get sued. I won't. Never seen him play. They have no idea if he's even real or not. Okay? Oh, yeah. They have no idea if he's as big as he says he is. Any of that stuff. And all of a sudden, oh, I can get you offers from this school, this school, this school. Oh, yeah. How? All right, let me. And so, so I, I, I did it. I played along. <laughs> I got one, too. Go ahead. I played along. I said, because <laughs> it kept blowing me up. I said, okay, I'll, I'll take your appointment. 
made an appointment. I asked the guy, I'm like, so you've never seen my son. You don't even know if he exists. Well, he filled out a profile. Okay. But anybody could fill out a profile. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know anything about him. Now, luckily for him, he's got a dad that works in something where I know I can see right through this right away. You're just preying on people, man. That's all you're doing. Oh, no, no, no. I said, yeah, that's what you are. And even at the end of that, dude calls back again. Hey, you want to set something up? No. Well, we have this package and we have this package. You, you have a complete inability to do anything. Anything. That would get a, a, a college, in this case, soccer coach, interested in my son. Nothing. And there's nothing you could do. As opposed to today, this is more like, okay, look, I don't the odds of my son even wanting to play college soccer is less than 1%. I'm using this as an example. He plays on a club team, and there's a showcase in Birmingham, yeah. I think, where there will be college coaches. And the club coach says, here are the college coaches that are going to be there. It's a thing. If you want to go to it, we got to register, whatever, whatever. That's cool. Because now you're going to go, and the college coaches are going to see you, get to look at you, physically go, okay, he is as big or as fast or whatever, right? and then make decisions about whether they want to continue to try to build a rapport or whatnot. I'm not paying a service for that. So this is, let me tell you guys how this scheme works. All right. So what they do is they say, Hey, we're going to get your film in front of college coaches, yada, yada, yada. And there's even packages where they basically promise scholarships. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's really expensive. I'm talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So I would get, my email, I'm talking about I get 150 or 200 emails a day, a day, because they'd find my email or whatever. So when this started getting bad, like, so matter of fact, when I left here the first time yeah, and I went to Alabama, I did not want my email public because you, they used to put them on the websites and that's how they get them all. Nobody got my email. And then when I came back, I had a, what you probably know now, I still do this habit. I have a personal email and I have a work email that I never check. All right. What they do is this. They would flood, flood my email. I'm like at Alabama, and they're sending me, no kidding, they're sending me six-foot, 250-pound offensive lineman. Like, when was the last time you saw a six-foot, 250-pound offensive lineman play in this league? Uh, 1952? 2011? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to oh. make fun of the old oh. Miss 2011 team. That's my, my – my, But you get what I'm saying. My default answer for any anything like that is Ole Miss 2011. Yeah. Um, so here's what they do. They promise these oh, – we're going to get you scholarships. And they go, and hey, we sent your stuff to Alabama today. We sent your stuff to Ole Miss today. sent your stuff to Auburn today. And I would literally put them on like the, the spam so they would go away. And then they would just come with a new account, like uh -huh. a new person. And they just kept coming, kept yep. coming, kept coming, kept coming. But here's how it works. What they'll do is they'll promise a kid a scholarship. And then they'll go and they and they they'll go to like some D three school that has um, some D three school that has uh, it costs a hundred thousand dollars to go to school there a year, but they'll get them. Hey, look, I'll give you a thousand dollars, coach, if you offer this McCready kid a five hundred dollar book scholarship. So Neil, they're going to offer they'll offer your son a five hundred dollar book scholarship, so the kid can say he's been offered. Yep. And then you get the bill, and your bill's ninety five thousand. You know, ninety nine thousand five hundred dollars for the deal because you got a five hundred book book scholarship over the hundred thousand that you owe. 
well, you're not going to take that, and it's out of state. And then they say, well, we, we upheld our end of the bargain. We got you a scholarship. So they give kickbacks, and it's just a scam. So do not pay for your kids to get recruited. Um, and you talked about how they uh, they reached out to you. Yep. Well, my son, somehow his name gets with him. I don't know if he made a profile. Um, I actually think he did it because he was talking to uh, IMG. I think IMG gave, gave uh, the information, like third-party stuff. And so I, you know me, I'm I'm as bad as I am. I called the guy. I was like, "Oh, tell me, you know, tell me about what you do." He has no idea who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Tell me about your process." And he's just da 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 da. I said, "Well, who watched his film? I'd like to know who evaluated him." He's in eighth grade. There's no film exists, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm like, "So tell me about tell, tell me about everything." He's like, "Well, you know, our head our head scout is going to get in touch with you. He's the one who watched it." I said, "Oh, really?" I said, "Well, what are his credentials? How does he know what he's looking at?" I said, "How do I know that he's?" I said, "Because I've never heard of this guy. Who is he?" He goes, "Well, he his dad talking about the evaluator. His dad used to work in the NFL." I oh. said, "So you're telling me that because his dad worked in the NFL, he's going to be a genius and he knows how to?" Yeah, yeah. I guess that's how it works. That was literally the guy's road to fame is that his dad. Yeah. Working in the, not him. What I loved was his dad. What I loved was this guy. He was an expert in football, basketball, soccer, and volleyball. Oh. Dude was like a multi multi sport evaluator. Army. Yeah, a Swiss Army knife <laughs> of, of evaluation. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, dude, I could put 300 midfielders in front of you on film, and you wouldn't be able to tell me the top 10. Yeah, I made a scene. Needless to say, they didn't call me back, Neil. When I when I when I, I finally yeah. broke them in and let them let them in on the secret who they were talking to, yeah. I didn't get a call back. No, I'm sure you didn't. I was very disappointed. I didn't get a call back. No, so. but hopefully nobody gets scammed out there. There's there are people that that look. If you're good enough, they'll find you. Yep. You don't do not pay a single person to help you get recruited. I'll give my one piece of camp advice. This is it. All right. I always feel bad for the kids who show up at SEC schools, okay? They've never had a single sniff at the SEC level. And they show up at SEC schools, and you want to go, can you look around? Be honest with yourself for just a minute. You're not playing in this league. Now, you could have spent today, if you really want to play college football, you could have spent today at a ULM Correct. At a, at a at a at uh, a uh, Arkansas Central Arkansas. I'm trying to think of examples at Missouri State. You could have gone to some of those kinds of places today, McNeese. And you know what? You might a get some attention because they're not blowing anybody off at those places much. You might get some attention. You might get some evaluation. It might actually lead to something where you might end up getting an opportunity. Yeah. But you're wasting your time doing the Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M circuit. Dude, if, if, if they haven't sniffed you by now, it's not happening. If you don't – if a college coach does not call your high school coach and say, hey, we would like to have this guy at camp, you're writing a check. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of kids losing opportunities. I'm glad you said said that. They may have offers from ULM, from South Alabama, from Troy, from UAB or whatever, but they spend their entire summer 
going to Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, Georgia, LSU. And what happens is those schools will fill up. And then when they try to go back, they don't have a spot. And so that happens a lot. But um, instead of going, if somebody offers you, you need to go to camp. They offer you, like at Troy, you need to go to that camp. You need to go take a visit. You need to show an active interest yeah. in, that, in that place. And look, if you're trying to get into the SEC, now there's a different way to do it. It's the portal. Yeah. You go. Go be good. Go be good. And then the opportunity will, will come your way. And I'm glad. Uh, Killer Cam says South Alabama had one of the best camps around 2013, 2016. Learned a ton. Yeah, there are some there are some out there that you can that are actually good for instruction and things like that. Sure, but you gotta you gotta know separate the meat markets from the actual instructional camps too. You know, there is some instruction that will that will help young kids. And don't do the shooter shoot thing. It is, is this is this isn't shooter shoot. <laughs> no, the shot has already been called. Yeah, you you um they if look and it's usually in a group of five level. To be honest with you, is yep. where you're gonna get more instruction. Of course, because. Camp structure when I was at South Alabama completely different than than um, anywhere else I've been except for Alabama. Alabama uh, Alabama is very, 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 very instructional heavy. Very instructional. So it, it's a three day camp. So it's long. Uh, speaking of smaller schools, Ed Reed. How about this? Did you read anything? I, I have. I've read a good bit about it. All right, so Ed Ed Reed, we talked about last week about his rant that yep. he went on that, that at Bethune Cookman. At Bethune Cookman, mm-hmm. um, he gets fired this weekend, and I don't know if you even consider it firing. I don't know what the right wording is. Is his contract was not ratified? Ratified. I guess that's the word we'll use. But yep. basically, and we can call it what we want to call. They made an agreement. After that, here's what happened. I don't care what they say. Here's what happened mm-hmm. is he went on and did his rant. It pissed off the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're not doing it. We haven't signed our con- end yet, have we? Okay, cool. We're not signing it. It's so He pissed off the wrong people with his rant. But here's the thing that kind of I feel bad for the guy. He's not wrong. No. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Now, he may not deliver the message. It's probably kind of foolish. On whose part? His part. But yeah, he was delivering the mess the way he was delivering the message. Yeah. Publicly the, like that. Yeah. The message wasn't wrong. It was just the wrong way to deliver the he message. He should have delivered it privately first. Yes. Giving them an opportunity to make make it right. But don't you know that when you buy it though? That was my next my next question for you. With Reed? Yes. Yeah, but you know, it tells you that not everybody was on the same page. And so But look, Ed Reed is everything that's good about coaching and he is what I mean by this is he's in it for the right reasons. He is. And his heart's in the right place and he's trying to do right and do things the right way. And when you get into a situation, um, should he have gone on social media and gone public? No, I, I'm with you there. But at the same time, he knew what he was getting into and the, he was trying to do it the right way. And I just, I think the university is going to lose out on this one as far as they're going to miss out because I, I really like him. And I think he was, I mean, I loved him as a player. I love everything about the guy. Again, his message delivered was not great, but he's doing the right things. And he was doing, and he was, um, but you can't show up for a job and your office not be cleaned out. I mean, it's just the little things. And you wonder why 
I mean, seriously, they, they yeah. didn't even clean. The guy just left, and they just said, hey, here's your job. And he comes in, and the whole building is just full of other people's stuff. Like, don't even go to clean the stuff out. I mean, that's just kind of sure basic things. Um, and I, I just hate it that, that it ended like that. And, you know, but it's, it is what it is. But um, he went, he went a little, he went full tilt on Saturday. Well, he did that for sure. We're going to get to a topic that I'm looking forward to talking about in a second. But first, I want to tell you we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, and even now South Haven, you're safe now. You can call uh, 662-429-4429. I remember back in April, a name kept popping up privately in conversations that I was having. It was a quarterback. It wasn't Arch Manning. It was Jaden Rashada. And I said, hmm, interesting. Jaden Rashada. What was interesting about Jaden Rashada was that he was getting some serious pub from some major coaches that really liked him. And the word was Jaden Rashada was going to make an early decision. And... Uh, I knew that Ole Miss was trying to get him to campus. Ole Miss knew by this point that, hey, we don't have a shot in hell at Arch Manning. They were trying to get ahead of that, trying to not let it be such a big deal. Wanted to land a big-time – did a good job with that, by the way. Wanted to land a big-time quarterback to be a part of the 2023 class. There's a lot of revisionist history about that, but back in April, yep. March, April – no question, that was the fact. Yep. Amazing how it gets rewritten. But it was at the time. <laughs> Wanted to get a big-time quarterback. And the guy that I think they really locked in on, they liked Nico Ayamaliva, but they couldn't get him. He had the big, he had the big, big dollar figure. They liked, much as they don't want to admit it, they liked Arch. Had no chance for a number of reasons, including NIL. And so... The guy that they turned their attention to is Jaden Rashada. He's a dude. And the week before Jaden Rashada was due to come to Ole Miss, he went on a visit to Arkansas. It's an official visit. Yep. I think for their spring game. And um, while there, there was a, a tweet that he put out. I wrote about all this, and a lot of people were like, why are you writing about Arkansas? <laughs> well, it's because it's, it's, it, it happens it, to – It means something. It could have been Florida. It could have been anybody. But at this moment, it happens to be Arkansas. He was on his visit there, and I'm told from people who were there that the visit was going extremely well. Okay? Most official visits do go extremely Imagine well. Imagine that. The visit was going extremely well. He was hitting it off with some guys who were committed to Arkansas. And he put out a tweet in a picture with two guys, one who was already committed to Arkansas and one who would subsequently commit to Arkansas, that, uh, hey, let's talk business. Business. Let's talk business. And I'm told that at some point on that Saturday, they did talk business. And by the end of that Saturday, they were no longer talking business. The number was too high. Yep. And Arkansas, as I wrote in my 10 Weekend Thoughts, either decided that it couldn't, wouldn't, or both pay a high school quarterback that price. Well, the next week, six days later, he arrived in Oxford. 
for Grove Bowl weekend. And frankly, I thought that was the most interesting part of Grove Bowl weekend. was not Jackson Dart versus Luke Altmaier, who's going to do what in a silly simulated spring game. I thought the most interesting thing was going to be, how does Ole Miss handle Jade Rashada? Because at some point, Got to talk business. They're going to talk business. He's going to have a good visit. He's going to do the social media thing where he gets up against Lane's car, rented car. <laughs> and they're going to take pictures, and they're going to do the social media thing. But at some point. Got to take your pictures with Juice. Yeah, because at that time, Juice was a kind of a fresh puppy. Yeah, young puppy. And uh, Juice was just becoming a thing right about then. And I said, at some point, though, we're going to get away from puppy dogs and Corvettes, and we're going to have to talk brass tacks and I want to see what Ole Miss does because Ole Miss was like a lot of teams at that programs at that point going hey this NIL thing it's real and we got to figure this out and the dollar figure that I heard that weekend before at Arkansas was six million dollars he wanted six million dollars and Arkansas was like we either can't do that or won't do that and or won't do that Okay. He's got this thing figured out. He's going from six to thirteen. He's got inflation, man. It's yeah. better than Bitcoin. So I was like, well, <laughs> odds are his price hasn't dropped in six days. Yeah. If you're Ole Miss and you want to land the big time quarterback, can you go six million dollars? That's six million dollars over the course of a college career. Can you do it? And I figured the answer would be no, but I kind of was curious. And there was some spin applied, but the answer was no. Because in the days following uh, the two things the two schools had in common, in the days following his visit to Fayetteville, Arkansas took a high school commitment. Mm-hmm. And in the days following his commitment to uh, his, his visit to Ole Miss, Ole Miss took a commitment from Marcel Reed. Yes. So you know the rest of this. Here we are. He committed to Miami. The rumor was $9 million. He subsequently backed out of that commitment and committed to Florida. And we now know that there was a contract that had been agreed to that would have paid him $13 million over the course of his presumably four-year career at Florida. Florida's NIL, I think it's called Gator Collective. I don't know. Uh, I, I read a big story about it in The Athletic. They, they, they backed out of the contract. He got out of his national letter of intent. Florida released him. He asked to be released. He was released. He visited Colorado and Arizona State over the weekend. Wonder what they're going to pay. And presumably, he is still asking for NIL. And yet, I'm going to guess, just me guessing, that the price is now well under six million. I bet it's way under, way, way under that. Way under it. Based so, on, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be careful here, but based on what I hear about quarterback recruits. I'm going to guess that at this point, it's more like $1 million. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, my first of all, please let him go to Colorado. Oh, sign me up. Sign me up. Dion, how are you going to handle paying NIL money to a big-time quarterback? But then your son yeah. is the other one. I mean, like, <laughs> sign me up. I just I want to see it. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't care. Just want to see it. Dion's recruiting at a really high level now at Colorado. 
Yeah, he's got to go get some big boys. Got to get some big boys. Getting the skill guys. Getting a bunch of skill guys. Yeah. Got to go get some big boys. Yeah. But, all right. So, my understanding, I did a little bit of research on this. This number from Florida, the athletic reports, mm-hmm. a lot of this was incentive-based. That's not allowed. Allegedly. It's going on. Well, I know it is, but my point is, is listen, I'm not to interrupt your thing, but if they're going to do incentive-based NIL, pay for play. if you're going to do that, the lawsuits are coming. Oh, yeah. Because I think they're coming anyway. It's technically not allowed. Right. Um, all right. Regardless of what he decides to do from here on out, I mean, I know he may be pissed off about the numbers, not going to be all this, all that. Him getting out of the NIL deal from Florida to ask for a release of his NLI mm-hmm. is going to cost this kid millions and millions of dollars. Whatever he was going to get from Florida, that was that was like max. He's not going to get – he's not ever going to – there's nobody that's going to match that. There's nobody that's going to even approach that, going back to what you're saying. Um, he's also – nobody wants to deal with those problems, man. Nobody wants to deal with that. And the second, the second well, you pay like him a- that kind of money, you can't coach him. Well, that was like at Arkansas, right? I mean, what are you going to do? You going to give him six million dollars, then look at KJ Jefferson and go, "So uh, you need twenty five grand?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Ole Miss, you are going to give him six million dollars, then you look at Jackson Dart and go, "I mean, I mean, you need." Are you looking at Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders now? Who are you looking at? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't work. I don't and, know, And so it, it, we're, we're approaching the point, and I think it starts this season, where, okay, gets into a locker room. It's going to bleed into locker rooms so fast, man. Yeah. The guys that have NIL deals and the guys that don't, as opposed to – this is where everybody keeps going, and this isn't me picking on Kiffin, but Kiffin always goes, it's pro sports, except it's not. Except it's not. It's not pro sports. No. And and so in a NFL, right? You sign a rookie scale deal. Yep. Based on where you were drafted. And there might be some bitterness in the locker room or whatever, but you understand as right. part of an it's NFL part of the deal. Hey, of course the first round guy is going to get a better package than the sixth round guy. Yep. And so if you were a sixth round pick and you've established yourself as an NFL player and you're in like year three, you're probably not making as much as the guy that gets drafted fourth overall. Is what it is. Correct. But if you earn it, you'll get your second contract and you get paid. You get paid. You understand how it works. Yep. It's not like that at the college level. There's no scale. There's no there's, there's no none of that. Deal. And there's no rookie <clears throat> deal. And in fact, the new guys are getting more than the older guys. Now the older guys are pushing back. This is happening all over it's the place. It's backwards. It's absolutely going to it, it's going to create a set of issues at in inside college programs that I will be here's here's my betting trend for next season. Teams that get off to hot starts, ride them. Cuz winning beats everything. It does, it's undefeated. Teams that get off to sluggish starts or lose a couple of games they weren't supposed to lose, yep, go against them all day because those teams are going to have the issues that are basically inside every major program will they'll pop up faster. Here's the thing I don't understand, Neil, and I brought this question up this morning. Why are, when most quarterbacks, right, wrong, or indifferent, most high school quarterbacks do not pan out? That's just the stats. Sure. They don't pan out. Right. Why are we paying high school players? I don't give a shit if they're 14 stars. 
why are we paying high school players millions and millions and millions of dollars? I'm talking about quarterbacks. When you got proven starters, proven starters that have already been through the fire out there and available in the portal, those guys, the most I've I've heard of a million dollars floating around, but realistically about six hundred to seven hundred grand. Yeah. Like, why are we paying this kid that's never taken a snap in his life? millions and millions and multi-millions of dollars, but we're going to turn around and this kid that's a proven commodity, a proven commodity, I haven't heard of one getting over a million. I mean, my only potential answer is that they're hung up on recruiting rankings. That's like saying, hey, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay, hey, <clears throat> I'm, at the, uh, I'm at the Green Bay Packers. Look, we're going to pay uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're going to give you a million dollars a year, but look, we're going to draft Bryce Young. We're going to pay him $7 million a year. makes no sense. It doesn't even business sense, doesn't it? Because you don't know if it's going to work out or not. I just don't get it. I don't understand. And, and why all this money is going to these high school kids. And, look, they may work out great. But, they, but stats say they probably won't. Well, it's going to take a minute. for Even the ones that do work out, it, it's going to take a minute. I mean, I remember when I was at Alabama, we took um, – it was a year we had like Ricky Town, Blake Barnett. You had Josh Rose and you had all these guys. And you got this little dude named Patrick Mahomes out there. I mean, you don't, you never know. Josh Allen was not heavily recruited. You got all these guys that aren't heavily recruited that pan out. Mac Jones wasn't going. I mean, he was going. I think where was he going? Kentucky or somewhere like that. I mean, he. he yeah, can, he was going to Kentucky. You got all the time. You never think, know who's going to work out at quarterback. It's just a weird position, man. And and I mean, you know, one of the best ones, Ryan Applin, who's now. Uh, is a coach at Georgia Southern, but Ryan Applin was one of the best I've ever been around, and we had to beat Jacksonville University in NIA school on the kid. Yeah, I mean, you just never know what quarterbacks. But I don't, I don't understand what with paying all these guys millions of dollars is never taking a snap. So it is what it is. All right, Neil, we have reached. You got any more ads you want to get out of the way before we get canceled? Nope, we're good. All right. So a I'm reminder gonna, though that we are brought to you by Rain. 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. All right, before we get to this, uh, before we get canceled, I got two things. One, please hit the like and subscribe button real quick before we start this next one. And number two is just remember, this episode is brought to you by the Biden administration. God. All right, so, Neil. So you're, but I'm, this is the kinder, gentler me, and so I'm. I'm we're fisting to find out. Yep. All right, so all you guys out there that like Neil when he gets ragey, here we go. Nah, not going to rage. Okay. All right, so this week, lightly talked about, the fine man, Tony Dungy. There's a lot of calls for him uh, to resign, get fired by NBC. Um, I saw this over the weekend, and at first I was like, what in the world? Tony Dungy's one of the nicest people there is. I got a chance to meet Tony Dungy uh, when I was at Alabama. One of the most gen you meet all kinds of people there that come to practice or whatever, right? Right, sure. Um, truly one of the nicest people I've ever, you know, that came through there I've ever met. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't know me from Adam and was just carrying on a conversation, just being very attentive. Uh, one thing I really noticed about him, which you don't see a lot of times, especially with big time people, is they'll shake your hand. They either A, try to blow you off, or B, they're looking around to see who else there is to talk to. This dude was, like, locked in engaged. I never will forget that. Like, he never broke eye contact. Great. I mean, just really good guy. Um, I read his book. I don't read. <laughs> and I read his book. Okay. Didn't even, I mean, just great guy. Yeah. So. I mean, 
it's he's one of those people it's obvious he's very genuine so here here's what ha- see this is what had happened okay so in response to a tweet of a Minnesota bill that would require menstrual products to be placed in boys bathrooms at schools mm-hmm. Dungey responded before deleting the tweet he responded I think it's kind of funny that's nothing some school districts are putting litter boxes in school bathrooms for the students who identify as cats. <laughs> Very important to address every student's needs. What say you, Neil McCready? Hey, guys, I'll see you guys on Thursday at 2 o'clock. I mean, you know, you know how I feel about stuff like this. I, this is, number one, like, there's still some left. I was just checking. Number one, this is my field, and there's nobody in it who will just say, "Hey, can we apply some common sense to things?" It's not about it's not about political viewpoints. It's not about right versus left, Republican versus Democrat. This is a common sense thing in our society today. It really is. Here's the thing. This is bottom line. It's not about sexual preference. It's not about uh, gay marriage or gay adoptive rights or any of those things. It's not about any of that stuff that people try to make some of these things about. For the record, I'm all for those things, okay? But you're born either male or female. That's how you're born. Mom and dad conceive you. And at some point, pretty damn early in the process, you become male or female. Pretty early in the process. And if you're born a male, you're, you're a male. You're male. If you're born female, you're a female. And there's some things that males can't do. <laughs> and one of those things is menstruate. Can't have children. A man cannot bear a child. Can't do it. <laughs> so what? where's he wrong? I mean, he's not wrong. So we want to fire Tony Dungy and cancel Tony Dungy, who from all accounts is an absolute saint of a guy. Yes. Over something that's a scientific fact. You don't need menstrual products in a boy's locker room or bathroom. I mean, you put them in there, they're going to like get thrown around or whatever, but they don't need them. You you do need them in a female because they menstruate. <laughs> they, they just do. I love when you're fighting a rage. So I'm not even raged. I mean, you're and look, here's so the hard. thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> You can identify as a baby giraffe, but it doesn't mean you are one. You can get everyone to treat you like one, but you aren't one. If you could identify as something, what would you identify as? Oh, I mean, I'd like to be like a lion or something. (laughs) (laughs) But like, okay. I'm Neil. Hear me roar. But if I walk around going, I'm a lion. (laughs) Okay? I'm a lion. And maybe maybe I get a mane. And I put it attached to my head somehow. Yeah. And I stop speaking and I just roar. 
I'm still not a lion. I mean, no matter how hard I try. Would you still cook your meat on the steak, on the grill? Well, if I'm a lion, I guess I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't think lions grill their meat. Would you go straight to LB's meat market and ask for just the cow? <laughs> <laughs> no matter how far I take it, right? I'm not a lion. That's the th- point. Even if I go through some surgeries to become a lion, I'm not a lion. You can't make me a lion. Just not biologically. See, he's right. He's a hundred percent right. Why are we trying to? Do, why? Why are we having such a hard time in our society with this? This is so stupid. But we do. We 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 do this stuff where that becomes like Keith Olbermann, that idiot, gets on and and tries to go after Tony Dungy. <laughs> Sammy says menstruating lines. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, you get these people that are like, I'm a furry. No, you're not. You're a person. <laughs> What's a furry? Someone who identifies as like a dog or a cat or something. Okay. They're, they're a furry. Okay. We don't have a lot of those where I come from. It's just it's stupid. All right. Here, but here's the good news. Here's the, this is the good news. And I, I firmly believe what I'm about to say. That's why I'm not raging about it and stuff. Who cares? <laughs> if your kids, if you can just raise your kids to be normal, respectful, have some work ethic. What used to be just, hey, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, normal. No, that's exceptional. And what used to be exceptional is now your kids are going to make gazillions of dollars because yep. they're going to be upper crust because we keep lowering the damn bar. So if while they, while the bar keeps getting lowered and lowered and lowered because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings ever, just keep doing your thing. Keep pushing your kids for excellence. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Make them strive for excellence. And even if they miss the mark, they're going to be so far above the others. Watch. Watch. It's why, it's why when people do this thing about, we, we like to make fun of the younger generation. It's our fault. It's you and me, our generation, we're the ones that effed this whole, whole thing up somehow, some way. Oh, dude. It wasn't our parents. We weren't raised like this crap. We didn't deal with this crap. You're going to blame a 16-year-old? No, come on. We did this. This is us. I was laughing the other day. I was like, when I was a kid, we used to ride the, you know, go to school. I mean, I'd ride the bike, I don't know, two miles to school. Sure. Cross traffic, everything else. I couldn't imagine my wife saying, all right, boys, <laughs> hit the bikes. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> I just couldn't. I mean, head, head to Della. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. Good luck to you. I'm, not, I'm in second grade now. Yeah. Second grade, I rode two miles on the street yeah. every day. Just no big deal. It turned out just fine, I think. It's probably what's wrong with me. Probably had a couple bike accidents. Hey, we didn't wear helmets either. Yeah. No, I mean, just, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> just some stuff. Here, here's some, some stuff is we just, we... For whatever reason, as a society, we've just we've just gotten to a place where it's like, okay, well, you know, you, well, it's like last week. I think it was last week. Maybe it was the week before last. The Food and Drug Administration or whoever came out with, yeah, maybe we should do surgeries. No, we don't need to be operating on young kids because they're fat. We need to change. They said that. that. Oh yeah. Talk about lap band surgery and stuff. No. Here's the thought. <laughs> change what they eat. And get some exercise. 
No shame involved in that. No. You're not shaming anybody. No, I need to. I need to watch what I eat. I, I mean, need to exercise. I'm, I'm a former fat guy. It's not. It's no shame in it. Just hey, acknowledge it. Here's here's where you are. It's the whole thing about. Well, I I, I and look, when it's an adult, an adult gets to a point where they feel like they need to do whatever surgery or whatnot. Cool. But this thing about operating on kids, come on. That's common sense. <laughs> um, no, my whole thing. I mean, I don't think I said anything just then that's going to get me canceled, but I guarantee you somebody who, who listened to this would say, well, he's a bigot. He's a whatever. Even though I said nothing, they would call me a racist. Even though I said nothing about that. I mean, it just, we just, a lot of it is media, Tyler. It's, it's my field. It's so much media. For whatever reason, my field's just gone. It's always been, it's always been a little out there. We've just gone crazy. Yeah, I just we're I, very selective with what we write about, what we broadcast, what we talk about. Everything is everything is an agenda instead of just common sense. The crazy thing is, if I'm not mistaken, I think the guy who called him out is on the same network. Yeah. Well, Oberman, is he still with NBC? Uh, somebody had to let me know. So he wanted him fired over menstrual products. In a, think about this. That, and then he went to, he doubled down. Tony Dungy doubled down okay. and went and spoke at a pro-life, okay. uh, March for Life in D.C. Okay. But they work at the same network, right? I mean, but he's he's entitled <clears throat> to have pro-life viewpoints. He's not the only person who's pro-life. Any more than any, any more than people who are pro-choice are are. are Absolutely entitled to that viewpoint. Whatever happened to like America and like the first the first amendment to the Constitution? Well, we still have it, but now people want there to be all sorts of ramifications for you. The, the, it's the canceling thing. Lots of people have disagreed. People have disagreed over abortion for generations. The Eagles don't like my picks. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's just it's silly. <laughs> it was. It's silly. It was a beaut. That he has to, that, here's what's crazy, is that he expressed one political viewpoint, his pro-life, yep. right? That's a political viewpoint. And a funny tweet. And he had a funny tweet that's based on. That hurt somebody's feelings. That's absolutely accurate. That hurt somebody's feelings. I mean, <laughs> he's right. Hey, before we males, end, males don't menstruate. Before we end this segment, can you give us a roar? <laughs> what would you identify? As? I have no idea. I think I'd be a lion, though. I'd like. I'd, I'd like to be like. I'd like to be a lion. That would be cool. What would be cool? So you're a lion. You kind of have like a responsibility if you think about it. Do you know what would be like? Because like you can't just like go out and just like kill everything. You got, I mean, you, you've you've heard of the Lion King. I mean, a lot of truth in that. You'll circle of life and all that stuff. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be responsible. Can you identify as a mythical character? You can identify as anything you want to these days. Okay. Everybody's got to respect it. Like if you want to be a dragon, be a dragon. Here's what I would like to identify as. I would like to identify as as a superhero, so I could just walk around and tell everybody I had superpowers. Wear a cape, dude. How funny would that be? What, and I, but if you told everybody, I, I identify as a superhero, do they have to, therefore... They, you have to call me Tyler Man. Okay. My new name is Tyler Man. Tyler Man. 
Tyler Man and the Lion. What's your what's your super what's your uh what's your like calling card? Like Spider Man has the you know, he can climb the building, Superman can fly. Um, I have binoculars that can see back in time. <laughs> when you pull your binoculars yeah, out. I can see the past and the future. And the future. That's incredible. How about that? Good for you. Got a super chat for you over there. Austin says, if you don't subscribe to what you're told to believe, you're a terrible person in their minds. Yeah, well, that's, yep, that's true. And you, you get labeled instead of just saying, nah, I don't really view it that way. We don't all view things the same way. If we all, if we all had the exact same view, it'd be a really boring place, wouldn't it? It would be. Just, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I, I, and I have to say this. I'm the least political person, if you can't tell. I don't, I don't care. I mean, look, as long as my bank account looks good, when I have to start paying more money, I, I get pissed off. But look. Yeah. I mean, who kids? I have four, like, pissed off days a year. It's the day that I have to write the quarterly tax. Yeah. That pisses mine's, me off. I have to, like. Ugh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. I'm just, but I didn't know about this until, like, today, really, because I've just, yeah, man, I, like, for the last month or so, I've just turned the news off. Yeah, Man, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm hardly even on Twitter. Yeah, it's sad, but um, before we get out of here, I'm going to start, I think, to try to, I'm going, I do, uh, I play fantasy golf, and I know we got some people on the board I know play a lot of fantasy golf, just to remind everybody, this week's, I know you're excited about this, uh-huh. the Farmer Insurance Open this week. Is, oh, actually, is that this week? Yes, this oh, week. Oh, that's great. Are you excited? Um, is going to start Wednesday instead of Thursday. So make sure you get your lineups in early. Um, They're smart enough to not try to compete with the championship games. Very smart. It's that the second smart. year in a row they did it. That's smart. Yeah, smart. Um, You're not going to get any ratings on Sunday, so do it on Saturday. Yeah, no, it's smart on their part. And I, yeah. and I like the the PGA's responding to the live tour, too. So with these elevated events that they're going to do, uh-huh. raising money, the normal um, – the, the next – excuse me, the next is the waste management. It's the next elevated event. Um, and last year's prize money for that event was like 8.2, and this year it's 20. Oh. So, they're, I mean, it's going to be paid like a major. So those guys, um, and they have to be there. There's, they can only miss one um, for the year. But the California Swing, I'm a big golf guy, big fantasy golf guy this past week. Um, I had all six of my guys make the cut. Um, didn't have the winner. I had JT Post, and I guess was up there. I had Tony Finau, but got paid. Made, made some. Got a boy. Got about, uh, about 15 to 1 return. So it was a uh, good for you. Good lick. I, I usually fantasy golf on DraftKings, dude. I'm that's my deal, man. I know. I, I know that's your thing. I, I don't know. It's like you don't have to wager that much money, and it gets you through the whole weekend. It's four days of betting. Um, but I like fantasy uh, golf and fantasy NASCAR. That's where I end up making money because you got to know how to play the game too. But it's got a little little strategy to it. But I'm I'm nerd out. I do research the whole deal. So all right, we'll come back on uh, Thursday. We'll get you ready for uh, the AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game. NFC game's the first game, right? The 2 o'clock game? I think that's right. I think NFC's at 2 and the AFC's at 5.30, if I remember that correctly. The NFC game is at 2 p.m. AFC at 5.30. They're stacking them pretty tight right there. Uh, That'd be okay. They can can move it back 10 minutes if they need to. So those two games on – Sunday, we'll talk about them on Thursday. We'll get you ready. We'll make our picks. I'm not sure to go wrong picks. We'll make our picks. We'll talk about things to watch for in those games. And then by then, I'm sure there will be some other topics that have popped up as well. So thanks to everybody for being in the stream with us today. Appreciate you. 
And uh, thanks again to our friends at Rain, Rain Body Fuel on Instagram to learn more about Rain. Uh, for Tyler, I'm Neil. Until Thursday, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.